Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. After one quarter of play here at Target Center, it's Maccabi Renana who has the lead 38-33. Up by five after one quarter. They shot it well. Timberwolves, though, hanging around. And Maccabi will bring it up here from left to right. Alan Horton along with you on this Tuesday night. We are pleased to be joined by Ernest Scott, the first-year head coach of the Iowa Wolves. Assistant there the last two years, 13-year playing career overseas in the D-League. Ernest, good to see you. How are you? Oh, thanks for having me, Alan. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Good to see some of these guys get some run and be back in Minnesota ready for a great season. It is a different kind of game. Chris Finch said that before the game. This is something that the team has planned for, that they were going to try to give some other guys, second, third unit guys, an opportunity to see what they could do. Yeah, and I mean, with the condensed preseason now, you know, these guys really don't get the reps that, you know, um, you normally have there's more time. So to have this opportunity for them to get out here, get in some game situations where they can really be evaluated is great. Congratulations, by the way, as being named Iowa Wolves head coach. You've been an assistant there the last two years. You, you excited for the opportunity? I am. I'm, I'm really excited, really grateful. Um, you know, I know this organization really values the G League and the work we do down in Iowa, and we can really make an impact. I can see Luca right there getting a bucket. Luca Garza doing what he does. He's up to 15 points. Uh, this is a guy... You had him last year down in Iowa. There are a number of guys that we'll touch on, but Luca, when he gets the opportunity, this guy knows how to score. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's so fundamentally sound, but not only that, like his skill and, and his work ethic, and he is, he's, he's productive. He was productive up here with the times he had on the floor in Minnesota, and I mean, obviously in the G League, I mean, he was the best player in the league. Uh, he, I think he played 15 games last year in Iowa averaged 31 points and 10 rebounds I mean my goodness so, he, he, so you're saying he was the best player in the league it's not that's not a stretch no it? not at all not at all he was um, I mean even the little the stint he had in the all-star weekend winning MVP of that game um, I mean he's great he just he worked so hard and I mean the career he had at Iowa and the work he did with us in Des Moines hopefully now he'll have an opportunity to really make an impact here in Minnesota Timberwolves have climbed to within three here. Siggers misses a three-point shot, but another offensive rebound from Maccabi. It leads to another three-point attempt, but offline is Ashton Hagens, the former Timberwolf. And Timberwolves come back the other way. Leonard Miller lobs it inside. Luca finishes with a left hand. He drew the foul. Another three-point opportunity. One thing that happens in the G League is that you never have, and Chris Finch has talked about this from his time in the G League for a couple of years with Rio Grande, the Valley Vipers. You never have the same team almost on continuous nights. Guys are up, they're down, they're in, they're out. The lineup is constantly changing. How do you kind of how do you kind of handle that? Because not only have you been in the G League for the last two years, but you were an assistant with South Bay, the Lakers, for two years before that. So this has got to be pretty common for you. It is, it is. And now with the, you know, all the teams or most of the teams, everybody except the Suns, you know, having their own G League affiliate. They really rely on it. And the great thing about it, though, is, you know, I'm not bringing my own system. Everything we do down there, the terminology and everything is the same that they do up here. So it does make it, in, in that regard, a pretty seamless transition. But, yeah, you know, it's just kind of we're not going to have a Rudy Gobert or um, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. 
So it's about, you know, my job is using our system and making it fit with the players that I do have. And like you said, that changes on every, any given night, which is a good exercise for us as a staff, you know, to be able to make adjustments and be nimble. Well, Tyrese Martin hanging and hitting with a shot over Ashton Hagens. He draws the foul, another three-point opportunity. And just like that, uh, Ernest, your plus minus since coming on the air is pretty good. The Wolves are now in front by two. They started the quarter, what, down by five, so you're a plus seven. Nice yeah, job. I hope I have that effect in Iowa. Let's keep, it, let's keep it rolling. Uh, and so much like last year, because of the injuries the Wolves went through, that has a trickle-down effect, right? Because Luca probably wasn't down as much as he probably would have been had had everybody been healthy. And that goes, you know, up and down the roster. If you're if you're an NBA team that's healthy, then guess what? You probably benefit at the G League level. No, for sure. And I mean, it wasn't just Luca. You know, it was Wendell Moore and Josh Minot yeah. as well. Um, you know, we had situations where. We'd be watching a game, the Timberwolves game, the night before we play and see a player go down and know, like, that phone's going to ring and one of our guys is going to have to get on a land jet or get on a flight in the morning and head back up to Minneapolis. So there was, there was definitely some nerve-wracking nights watching Valley Sports last year. I thought it was neat. In uh, Oklahoma City last year, you guys played the Blue on the same floor earlier in the day, and then the Wolves played the Thunder that night. Yeah. And I think Nate Knight was able to play in both games, it, yeah. becoming the first player in franchise history to play in a G League game and an NBA game yeah. uh, in the same night, which I think in some place cases can be much more common, maybe in L.A. Yeah, no, it was. But not, know, for, not for the Wolves and for Iowa. Yeah, yeah. We had a few cases. Um, I know Gary Payton um, that did it a couple times. Alvis Caruso also did it. So, but, you know, L.A. obviously was in the same facility, um, and that's being down the road in Des Moines. It's not common, but, you know, that was that was a special circumstance, and Nate definitely made the most of it. Um, so some, there are three two-way spots this year. So another spot has opened up on the on the big league roster. So Matt Ryan, Luca Garza, and Jalen Clark currently occupy those two-way spots. And Jalen Clark, a rookie, who's got tremendous potential. I love talking to this kid already. Um, and it, 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 he's coming off that Achilles injury, and he, I think – it sort of seems likely that the path will, when he's healthy, be with you guys and kind of build him up to a point where he can get back to 100% and then try to work his way up. Yeah, it'll be like a, you know, kind of compared to like a baseball stint where they'll send a guy down to AAA and kind of let him get acclimated. And that's kind of what it'll be as he'll heal. He'll kind of be able to use the, use Iowa to, to get back into the groove, get back on the court, get his reps going, and kind of ramp him up to when he can contribute. Does he kind of fit the bill when you look at him and talk to him? I mean, he kind of looks like an NBA player. Oh, absolutely. I mean, physically and just his desire, I think defensively people are going to love that here. Like, he's just a really blue-collar dude, even coming out of a program like UCLA and, yeah. you know, the way they work. So he's going to fit in great once he's healthy. I think they got a steal in the draft with that one. Yeah, his, his uh, defensive acumen has, has been well publicized with a Pac-12 defensive player of the year. Naismith coaches defensive player of the year. Again, tore his Achilles. The voice you're hearing is Ernest Scott, first-year head coach of the Iowa Wolves. Leonard Miller, who's still out there on the floor. First year with the Wolves, but you guys saw him, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of times with the with the Ignite team. He, he, we did, and he absolutely terrorized us last year <laughs> when we went out there. So it's great to have him in Wolves cover, colors. And it's great to have him, like, acclimating into our system. You know, he's so multifaceted and so talented. I think the way Coach Finch coaches our system with our space and the way we play, the speed we play, he'll fit in well once he kind of gets his feet under him and, and really just generally learns how to play the game. Yeah, he had a good summer league too, didn't he? He did. He did. Um, you know, he's got so much to grow on. It's really just the tip of the iceberg with him. You know, we do a great job of player development staff and everything there. And 
in Minnesota, and it'll translate down to the work we do in Iowa. So he'll just continue to grow, and eventually he'll have opportunities to have his moments up here. Timberwolves up 46-40, 8.30 left to go here, second quarter. Maccabi with the basketball. It's Hagens with it up top against Trevor Keels. Gets into the paint, surrounded, so he'll kick out. Corner three is off the back iron, and the Timberwolves control the rebound. Wendell hit ahead. Here's Tyrese Martin to the rim, and he'll jam it through with two hands. Wolves really separating themselves here. They started the quarter down five. They're up eight. In fact, Maccabi has only scored two points here in the second quarter. Good memory, by the way, too. Leonard Miller, two double-doubles against you guys. I think you played them on back-to-back -back nights. Yes. Uh, and, of course, Scoot Henderson was another guy on that uh, G League Ignite team. Uh, bright future for that kid? Super talented, yep. And, and he, has a, he has a great work ethic. I mean, he was on the floor hours before both games. Um, you know, I think the sky's the limit for me. I mean, if you see him up close, he's built like an NFL running back. Yeah, we'll face him four times this year with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Maccabi's going to call a timeout. You good for another segment here? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, 7.39 left to go here. A plus 15. A 17-2 run. Ernest is making his presence felt in a big way. Timberwolves up 10, 50-40 on the XL Energy Timberwolves Radio Network. Since Ernest Scott joined the broadcast to begin the second quarter, Timberwolves outscoring Maccabi 17-2. They've hit eight of 10 shots, and they've held Maccabi to one of nine shooting. Which stat do you like more? Are you more of an offensive eight of 10 guy, or are you more of a defensive holding to one of nine shooting? Oh, defensively for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely two points so far this quarter. Done a great job. Just being a lot more aggressive and impacting the ball. You know, I mentioned earlier, you played 13 years as a pro. In the D-League, Europe, you played New Zealand. What was your most interesting experience overseas? Oh, man, probably my first time playing in Greece. Um, just the, the passion of the fans. If you ever go on, like, YouTube and kind of look at, like, Aris or kind of the Nikos, like some of those yeah. teams, just the fans with the, with the flares and yeah. the lasers and kind of the smoke going, to, to be in that a first time. And that was right after uh, coming over from the D-League. Okay. And I go right over. That's my first, like, real European experience playing in that. Leonard Miller free inside for a dunk to make it 52-40. But see, I think fans have seen, I've seen a lot of that stuff with uh, uh, following international soccer. But this is inside in basketball arenas, and they're lighting off just as many flares as they do as an outdoor soccer game. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, they get to it. I mean, yeah, it's easy to find on YouTube. It's they, But it's great, though. It's a lot of fun to play in those environments. Uh, Greece, Turkey, Serbia, um, I mean, you can. You're right. Go to YouTube and watch. It's really worth it because it's unbelievable the atmosphere that it certainly looks like. No, um, absolutely. I mean, is the smoke? Can you? Well, as a player, like you're just inhaling all the smoke that's in the arena. It doesn't seem particularly healthy. Well, part. Well, I mean, everybody smokes there too, so they're used to <laughs> so, it. <laughs> so by comparison, it's right. probably better. <laughs> but it rises. I mean, when you play in the smaller yeah. arenas, it definitely does affect you. And uh, how is New Zealand? That's. New Zealand uh, has a club, but they just played Utah last night. Yeah, New Breakers. Zealand Breakers. They, they're part of the Australian League. Right. Uh, New Zealand has that, and then they have their own domestic league that normally plays in, like, our spring or their fall. It's it's great. It's, it, they really love basketball. I mean, Stephen Adams has really helped grow the game down there. Yeah. And it, it's a beautiful place, man. It's it's absolutely breathtaking. You know, it's, it, it, basketball has probably taken you some places that you might not have otherwise gone to, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all over Europe. I, I played in Argentina a year, and, I, you know, me and Pablo, you know, talk all the time about some of the guys that he knew down there and 
some of the places that, that he lived and, and played and visited down there that I've been to. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a great sport to just to connect. The basketball world is so small. Pablo, I mean, Pablo is royalty down in Argentina. Oh, absolutely. And, and now, of course, he's the head coach of the national team. I mean, this is – and he knows all the uh, – he knows all the football players too, Lionel Messi. Right, right. Uh, Angel Di Maria. Yeah. Oh, the list goes on. Sergio Aguero, all these guys. No, he on. is. I mean, time. there in Spain, you know, he, he did a lot of work in Spain and, and played a lot of great ball there. He, he's big over there. I heard his name a lot when I played out there as well. Timberwolves up here on Maccabi, 55-43. Ernest Scott is along with us. We're touching on some of the guys that might be with the Iowa Wolves. We talked about Leonard Miller a little bit. Uh, you didn't get a ton of, like you said, Wendell Moore Jr. and Josh Minot, but both those guys, you can kind of see what they bring to the team. I think Minot's, ex you know, his explosive athletic ability stands out, and Wendell just slow and steady, not slow as in speed, but just steady and, and a real calming presence. You can see both of those guys maybe finding a role with a big club. No, for sure. I mean, Wendell, you know, he's a Duke guy, so you know he was well coached. He knows how to play the game. He makes the right play. For him, it's just going to be like just finding that confidence and finding his niche and just having the confidence to be aggressive. And, you know, he, he naturally makes the right play and does the right thing, but just having that confidence. Confidence in himself that'll translate up here. And I mean, Josh is such a wild card. He can do so many things. He has so much potential. I mean, a lot of people kind of compare him to Jaden McDaniels. They have similar builds. But I think, you know, as a forward, Josh's ability like to run the floor and play above the rim and be in transition. That's where he can add immediate value to the T Wolves. Dwayne Bacon continues uh, to shoot it well tonight for Maccabi. 19 points. Timberwolves force a turnover, three on one. And Josh Minot is the recipient of a Wendell Moore Jr. pass. Minot puts the Wolves up by 13. Again, they were down early by as many as seven. And the Wolves now lead it 60 to 47. Hagens. Out of the corner, Dakari Tucker, that three ball, no. Timberwolves have the rebound, looking to push. Matt Ryan surveys the scene. Crossover by Minot into the paint. Out to Troy Brown, Jr. Catch, shoot, three, back-to-back -back triples for Troy. What a nice addition. Troy Brown, Jr. and Shake Milton, who's obviously not playing tonight. But those guys, six-year vets, just really fit in seamlessly to this team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Troy's been great. He's going to bring us, a, you know, some bite on the defensive end and his ability as a catch-and-shoot guy, as you've obviously seen here. And then, you know, Shake is, is so good. I, I remember when I was out in, um, in South Bay, he was on assignment with Delaware with the 76ers G League team, and you could see it, man, how special he is. I think he's going to be great as an extra ball handler, leading that second unit. He's going to be a real value. I think he's really he's already shown, if you talk to the guys on the staff, and the other players about his potential and what they've seen out of him in training camp. He's done nothing but impress. We touched on Luca Garza, who's back in. Leonard Miller came to the bench. Luca didn't get a ton of time with Iowa, but can you speak to his following in the state of Iowa? He, I mean, he got standing ovations here with the Timberwolves in limited time. This guy is just all over the upper Midwest. Fans just flock to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, one of the, he's on the short list of probably best Iowa Hawkeyes ever. You know, national player of the year in college. And I mean, Des Moines is, is such a is a college town anyway. They're, they're between the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. They're kind of yep. right in the middle of that of that area. But the way they support, the way they come out for him, it, it's great. And I mean, he's you couldn't root for a better guy. You know. Here's a three right side. It's online and in for Jonathan Moore, the six nine power forward, sixty three fifty one. Minot splits two defenders, driving layup. No, but a whistle and a foul. 
And uh, Maccabi looks a little bit tired here in the second quarter. I, it's it's unfortunate for them that they had to play on back-to-back -back nights, but I guess that's the way it works out. But they look a little a little sluggish here in the second quarter. And the Wolves getting good penetration and just attacking the rim. Yeah, I mean, one of our things is, you know, playing with pace. Yeah, that's what Finchie loves. That's, that's how he wants us to go. We don't really want to sit and play in a set offense. We want to get out and run and make teams defend us. And, you know, obviously coming off the back-to-back, when you have to play that style of constantly getting up and down the floor to wear on you. Um, a couple of guys that are on training camp invites, Veet Krejci, Dacian Nix, Tyrese Martin, and Trevor Keels. If they don't make the big club and they don't get picked up by anybody else, they get a nice bonus coming down to Iowa. Do you envision these guys being a part of your of your club this year? Yeah, that's um, if people talk about the Exhibit 10 clause, yeah. that's basically what that means. They get invited to camp. Yep. If things don't work out, they get that bonus to come down and play in Iowa. So we really see all of those guys being part of our plans and what we're trying to do down there. And, I mean, they're, they're so talented. Um, you got a guy like Tyrese Martin who was down with Atlanta. He really hurt us in summer league this year. Trevor Keels, another Dookie. Who was, um, was with the Knicks organization last year? Um, Dacian Knicks, you know, the original G League Ignite guy, played on that mm. team, has been with the Rockets the last couple of years. So these guys, you know, had that experience. Vee Kredge, who was drafted by Oklahoma City, was with the Hawks also. So all these guys, you know, they, they bring that experience of already being a part of NBA systems. Yeah. And now we just have to kind of, you know, find how we're going to make them fit into what we do in Minnesota and help them contribute up here. Yeah. Can we finish out the quarter? Absolutely. All right, we'll take a quick timeout here. Timberwolves have opened up an 11-point lead over Maccabi Renana. We're back after this on the XL Energy Timberwolves Radio Network. Giannis played 15 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, 16 points, 8 boards. Dame, meanwhile, 22 minutes in his Bucks preseason debut, 14 points, 3 assists, 3 of 10 from the field. Weird to see Dame in that jersey, but uh, those guys are going to have a lot of success together. Let's go back up to the booth. All right, Cal, thank you very much. Timberwolves are up by 11 at 65-54. Ernest Scott, head coach of the Iowa Wolves, along with me, Alan Horton, as we play game 4 of 5 here in the preseason. Timberwolves do have the 65-54 lead. Luca Garza with 18, 11 each for Josh Minot and Troy Brown Jr. So the Wolves will bring it up here. They're in the Association Whites tonight. Nice screen by Minot, and then Troy Brown was trying to find him on a lob, but deflected pass leads to a break. Here's Hagens to the corner. Dakari Tucker out of the right side, and Jason Siggers, his three ball off front rim, and the Timberwolves control the rebound. Minot pushes the pace, three on two, out to Ryan left side, catch and shoot three, bingo! That's what Matt Ryan can bring when he gets that three-point stroke going. He had it a little bit with the Lakers. Did, no, you would have been with Iowa at the time, but Matt Ryan's the guy that spent some time with the Lakers and I think South Bay a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he was with us for a handful of games last year, just, you know, trying to find his rhythm. You know, that's one of the things when you're not getting the time up in, in Minnesota. It's great to be able to come down to Iowa, play a few games, especially for a shooter that relies so much on that. How do you envision – I've always wondered this about the G League – as a coach, you want your team to have success and play the right way. And yet, it's such a – the guys that are there have one goal in mind and try to get to the NBA. How do you manage to do both of those things so that guys aren't just going one-on-one -on -one and thinking, you know, I've got to score 25 a game? Right, right. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing with the G League. I mean, everyone, from the players to the, the coaches to the front office managers, there, right? the – the equipment manager, you know, even the trainers, they're all trying to get to the next level. 
the thing is now, like, you have to play the right way to get called up. I mean, we have Anthony Edwards. We have Carl Anthony Towns. So we're not bringing anyone from Iowa to do a lot of scoring. You know, so we, we need guys that are going to be intangible players that are going to fill roles and kind of fill in the pieces that we need in Minnesota. And that same philosophy would work with any other team, right? I mean, like, you know, Philadelphia is not looking for to fill in for Joel Embiid and, and James Harden. They need, they need a role player, the same kind of thing you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, and that's what it takes. They need guys to come in and play the right way, and they have to demonstrate in the G League that they're able to play the right way, and their skills are translatable to help really any team around the league. Troy Brown Jr. driving layup, 72 points put up by the Timberwolves here. They only had 33 at the end of one, so they've put up a 39-point quarter so far. Driving in for the layup is Julian Ducree. And, and do you stress that as well, that, hey, you know, your opportunity might not just come with the Timberwolves. There's 29 other teams that are also have eyes. And as long as, um, you know, as long as you're not a two-way player or on a, a roster spot by the Timberwolves on assignment, NBA teams can take anybody at any time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that that's the carrot. You know, you, you got to find means of motivation. It's, you know, it's hard. It's going to be hard for these E10 guys flying private jets and <laughs> – the meals that we have and everything up in the NBA, you know, to come down to Iowa. But if, you know, we stretch the opportunity that, hey, it's everywhere, everyone's watching you, everything you do each game, and there are plenty of opportunities. There are teams that are going to need guys every day. If we can kind of keep that carrot in front of them, keep playing the right way, you know, we can do both. We can send guys to the NBA. You know, when I was fortunate to play for Coach Finch, me and Jonathan Wallace, who's our general manager, and I, we had six call-ups, and we also won the championship. So it's definitely possible to do. It's just, you know, obviously it's going to be a sale job for these guys. You know, all these guys are younger. You know, you're fighting with Instagram. You're fighting with TikTok and all the other influences <laughs> that are out there and their agents or whatever. So just kind of, you know, making sure that we're, we're the kind of the voice of reason, the adult in the room in their life, and, you know, just telling them the truth and giving them the right way to get to the next step where they want to be. Uh, where Did you play with under Chris Finch in – and RGV. RGV. Rio Grande Valley, yes, Interesting. Sir. What, 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 what stands out as a memory of playing under him? You know, it's funny. It's, uh, his philosophy is very similar. <laughs> you know, pace and space. Yep. It's crazy. I, you know, I shot like six threes a game, and this is 2009, 2010, and people were saying like, oh, my God, you're, just, you're jacking. You right. know what I mean? You're just you're you're getting chucking it. It was a crazy number back right. then. And now like six threes a game is kind of the average. Like right. everyone is doing that. So it's it really like kind of the beginning. You know, I always joke that, you know, I came around about 10 years too soon. I, I probably would I at least had a cup of coffee in the NBA if I came around this time. So right. the game hasn't really changed. I mean, Coach Finch has always been a visionary, and his stuff has been timeless. You guys And you guys won the title that year? Because, right, he won – I don't think he won two. I think he won one. No, he lost in the finals to Iowa the year after. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really neat. I bet you forged some pretty good relationships um, at that level when you, when you go through – uh, being with the Lynx and traveling commercially, you end up, you know, crammed in three seats. And I was between Lindsey Whalen and Maya Moore on some flights. I'm like, oh, my God, look at the greatness. And I'm sandwiched between. Uh, but I, I imagine you form some pretty good relationships with people when you go through, you know, circumstances that aren't always ideal. No, for sure. And, I mean, if, if you look at the head coaches in the G League, Quinn Snyder, Taylor Jenkins, yep. uh, Nick Nurse. Yep. You know, all these guys are NBA head coaches now. Uh, obviously, Coach Finch. So, I mean. Mark Dagdall. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a couple of boys. It's, a, it's, it's oh, really, it's, it's, like it's not only now. just like players that have played in the G League, but it's coaches, it's front office people. It's really been amazing to see the integration, how 
and how you can and you can how, how you can move up and rise up. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's it's we, we owe a big you know I owe a big debt to Coach Finch, guys like Nick Nurse, you know, who were able to do both. You know, Nurse winning that championship in Toronto yeah. and really showing that hey, the value of the G League and that you know guys can come from this come from this level and have a real, real impact, you know, on a city and, and on that franchise. And amazing that Nick Nurse and Chris Finch were both coaches over in Great Britain, a tiny little, I don't know, I don't even know if I ever thought about the Great Britain Basketball League until I knew about Chris Finch. Right. No. I mean, that's how far off the map it is. And both those guys come to the NBA and are two of 30 head coaches. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, being in that situation, you know, they got a, they got a lot of chance to, to experiment and to learn and, and really kind of figure things out. And yeah. obviously it's translated. Ernest, great to have you with me. Thanks and so a much, great John. job of the quarter. You're plus 17. That is, that is exemplary as a plus minus. We'll tell Chris Finch about that. 39-22, Wolves outscored Maccabi in that second quarter. Uh, best of luck in Iowa this season. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much, Alan. All right. Ernest Scott along with us here, first-year head coach of the Iowa Wolves. We're at the half here at Target Center. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.